0: The biggest factor was they said that our parents were fake. They used to tell us to pray. They never prayed themselves. They used to tell us to uh, be good. They were all liars, cheaters themselves. So we said, what kind of religion is this? They're telling us to follow what they themselves are not. So obviously, it's not, you know, it doesn't make sense. We're just going to leave. So that's a big uh, issue as well. So you can't, I say you can't put the blame anywhere, right? Everyone's to be blamed. Youth. Elders, parents, everyone. Um, so it is very—it's a—it's a bigger responsibility on the ones who are leading the community and the ones who are saying uh, or or playing the role of the Prophet in the community to also be examples as much as possible. The older youth in the community, right? They should be trained, especially, uh, you know, uh, and and they should be, uh, you know. Given those positions where other youth are looking up to them as well. Like we have um, the Sunday school that takes place at Masjid al-Jannah. The, the, the instructors there are not scholars. They're teaching basics of Islamic studies. But they are youngsters, mashallah, who, for example, go in jamaat regularly. Or mashallah, are, are doing, um, you know, they're staying strong on their deen even after, you know, university, etc. So those youngsters themselves are teaching. Uh, the seerah and, and other things as well. And the students are also interacting with someone that they can relate to and at the same time also be an example that they can follow as well.
1: Uh, practically speaking, for uh, youngsters who are more addicted to listening to music and are trying to cut off from listening to music, then one of the best ways to do that, of course, there's nasheeds. You substitute with nasheeds or the of the Quran. But even better than that, especially if you have long commutes, to and from school or at the gym or whatever the case may be. Nowadays, what's coming up on the rise? Podcasts. We have Kalam Qalbi right here. And there are Alhamdulillah podcasts that are out there. We have the, the Sira series of, Mashallah, of my brother, of Sheikh Omar Sulaiman, of other scholars as well. They have Sirah series, right? And uh, you can find these podcasts everywhere. And the students or youngsters that already have Spotify that used to use it for other reasons, can I use it for Listening to the seerah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So to answer your question, a practical way of doing it, mashallah, all of those are also practical. But I'm saying, for, you know, if you if if the, the youngsters are trying to get interested in listening to the seerah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then that's one way of doing it as well. So on your way to work or at the gym or whatever the case may be, then uh, just listening, because nowadays, like my brother Mashallah, gave the the uh, advice of, of of reading reading about the seerah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Sheikh uh, Zakaria was here last night and he gave uh, an example or, or rather he said we should try to every night before going to sleep 10 to 15 minutes in whatever language you're comfortable in read from the seat of the Prophet now reading for youngsters it's it's a tedious task it's something they're not really interested in especially if you if you're in university you already have so much to read you know us, yeah, us liberal arts guys I don't know about you and you guys you guys don't read much Tells, but <laughs> 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 it was speech the other day, forget. Valedictorian, but uh, so yeah. So reading it does become difficult, and for personally for myself as well, I like listening more than reading. So that is a solution, Allah'u if you know... If, if, but then, I feel like your question stems more from how do we get them to mm-hmm. to be in that place in the first... To get if they don't out.
2: have the inspiration, my yeah. man, they're not going to do nothing. If they have inspiration, they'll give off drinking, they'll give off, I mean, womanizing, they'll give off pubbing and clubbing, anything. Once it's in you, everything else is just like, nah, I don't... I, don't, I, don't. I know, guys, i guys. give you a real-life example from somebody that's from my local masjid now, Mubakar Masjid, from his circle of friends... He was the one that was synonymous with drinking the hardest. He didn't just drink. When they partied, he was the hardest. May Allah forgive him, may Allah cover his, all of his sins. I mean you don't you have no you have no clue. These I don't think my brothers know who I'm talking about, hopefully. But he was he was he was something else. Boy did he change. When? We took him to Hamilton for three days. Wallah iladim, I saw before my eyes. I not necessarily jelly this person now, but I like I, I'm just shocked. Like he is amazing. His worship, his, he's a whole different being altogether. So once, once again, it's Iman. I mean, sure. Once, once you realize, yo, I don't need anything else. I want to know. I didn't know who the Prophet is. I mean, I can tell you about not just like the starting lineup of, of I think, all 29 teams in the NBA. I can tell you some of their bench players. I can tell you which university they came from. And I don't know how many wives the Prophet, or how many children or where the Prophet was born or where he spent how many years. And, you know, once you have Iman, you're just going to realize yourself, what am I doing? If you don't, then... But yeah, this podcasting and listening to something to work is the best thing in the world because I might have to start traveling like one hour to go to work very soon. And I'm already thinking of ways to keep me, keep me entertained and busy. It's a really good time if anybody takes the bus or drives the long commute. Inshallah. Inshallah.
1: Any more questions? You know, when you guys are not around, these guys have a lot to say. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> I said, when the scholars come, ask them, you know? Now Ahad's in the corner. The questions. So yeah. then ask. Should, you should pull them next week. Right now, next week, whenever you want, man. No, we just the stop next week now, please. So I was like, I'll hold the questions until next week's topic. <laughs> Does anyone else <laughs> have questions? Any of the podcast co hosts that were very quiet today? What what is this podcast? Who's so we in? have Mashallah, "Kalam Qalbi is um, brother Ahmar and brother Yaseen. Oh, and oh, Sorry, and he no, says no, no. I think no, no. he's <laughs> trying to be in it, but he hasn't made the cut yet. And so these two, <laughs> these two, they uh, co-host. Uh, uh, <laughs> the, they're the owners of the podcast uh, "Kalam Kalbi," Words of the Heart. Correct me if I'm wrong. Words of the Heart. Words of my heart. Words of my heart. And uh, they they have uh, they, Mashallah. They've released a few episodes already. I don't know what platforms. Everything. Everything, Apple Music, Spotify. Right.
2: Remember. So, what do they just speak from their heart?
1: That's all. Another <laughs> <laughs> <have a> topic. Another <laughs> topic. Humility, uh, you know. And then next week, another topic. They have some guest speakers and stuff. So, alhamdulillah, today we spoke about uh, mental health. And mm-hmm. so this goes on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh,
2: can one of you maybe speak a little
1: bit about the strength of Rasulullah His physical strength and. Uh, and in spite of that sprint, strength, how was he humble and he wasn't like a show-off? I, I think that you?
2: question requires four different halakots. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. it's, it's a pretty <laughs> comprehensive question. Uh, which aspect of it? There was There's was multiple things. Physical strength. So maybe
0: physical strength uh, and wrestling. Because I know that all of these kids, spin. they are interested in wrestling
2: and MMA. Well, are you guys though? So you guys watch? you see? Yeah, oh, yeah. you've seen 280, we're going to watch? Uh, the Habib's gone. We're going to watch thing now. Um, salam, inshallah, man. This is a very it's a tricky one. But yeah, um, so basically, the Prophet was the most exalted of Allah's creation, okay? And whatever any prophet had, he had it, but greater, okay? So Musa salam, hear this. Musa salam was remarkably strong. Musa alayhi salam had a lot of power. You guys know that story that happened during his time when there was a Qibti, the Coptic Christian, and there was a man from the Bani Israel. So the one called Musa alayhi salam for his help. So he came to try to take his back. He had his, the, 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 the Bani Israel, the Israelite, he wanted to take his back, so he came, right? And he wanted to defend him. So he decided, from what I understand, to maybe just push the other one away. He didn't want to like put him to sleep, dot, 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 for good. So he kinda just gave him one. That dish for Musa عليه. That one dish killed the guy. Musa didn't imagine that was gonna happen, correct? He didn't think. He of course definitely did not intend on killing this guy cold-blooded. He didn't mean to do that. He just wanted to kind of break him up. You know, everything would have been fine. Rasulullah's strength is more than this. One, you can only imagine. There's a man at the time of Rasulullah in Mecca, who was supposed to be the most notorious either grappler or wrestler, or you know, the toughest to pin down. He was perhaps he had a great record. Nobody had ever defeated him, long story short. Rasulullah, he himself presented to the Prophet, as far as I can remember correctly, to take him on. So the Prophet said, sure, however. Under the condition that once you do get a beat down, then you're going to accept Islam. So he did ultimately, Rasulullah accepted the offer, beat the man down. He was supposed to be the greatest, at least in that era or that time, in that area. So Rasulullah defeated him too. A second example. And uh, a third example uh, the Battle of Khandak, also known. Uh, the Battle of Trenches, also known as Ahzab, the Confederates, takes place. Most probably, the most common opinion, it takes place in the fifth year after Hijrah. In this battle, it's tough because even those guys who were supposed to have good ties with the Prophet Sallallahu were not wise when they decided to break the treaty and the truce that they had with him. Those that were supposed to be on good terms, they decided now nah, we've got nothing to do with you. We don't now nah, we don't we're not honoring nothing. So Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had. Enemies from the front, from the back, from everywhere come to him. Everybody decided this is it. 10,000 in number. I mean, there was Banu this, Banu that. All of them came together to wipe out Islam. They thought this was going to be it. So ultimately, they had to start digging a trench, an idea that was inspired by the great Salman al-Farisi. They started the digging. Now, Sahaba are strong for the record. Give you an example of their strength, and then we come back to this. They went on another expedition called Ambar Sahih Muslim. And when they go on this expedition, they had with them a very little provision. This provision exhausted. It came to an end. So they were asked, the one who's narrating this was a participant in that particular campaign. He was asked, what did you guys do after your food runs out? You, there's no breeds, there's no DoorDash there's nothing. This is eight, 1400 years ago. He said, we started sharing dates amongst ourselves. So how many dates did you guys need to keep your back straight? We used to have one date a day. Oh, these are Sahaba, my guy. Do you, I mean, I can't give you every example of every Sahabi. Imagine one date a day. Mom, What's cooking? A date, son. I'll meet your at date. And... Whoa! This is like great giant sahaba. Nonetheless. So what y'all do when the dates ran out? The dates didn't run out. We used to suck on this date. And this is what kept their backs straight. Wallahi l'azim. You'll find this in authentic books of hadith. Until Allah realized, that's it. I mean, Allah, Allah showed them. They've been through what it takes and what it... Allah sent for them a massive,
0: humongous
2: fish from the sea. And they started to feast on this thing for the next 18 days. It was so big in size, they took like the ribcage or whatever it's called inside of this fish or, or the scales. And they made a little arch out of it for themselves. And they used to like chill, just go passing under it. Anyways, so those were the, that was the Sahaba strength. One example of it. Coming back to Ahzab, in the Battle of the Trenches, they're digging and digging and digging and digging. And on one occasion, they come to a rock which they just can't not possibly crack. This just thing, this thing is just too big. It's too massive. It's in size. So they naturally ask the strongest from amongst them, not just spiritually and mentally, and no, spri- physically, the strongest amongst them. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Rasulullah, we're stuck. If you can perhaps give us a hand, he says, sure. But before they do so, of course, mind you, they showed Rasulullah the state that they're in too. They had nothing. Again, keeping your back straight, we don't realize our stomachs come out. We're talking about keeping back straight. Like you're you're on verge you're on the verge of starvation. You're on the verge of so they lift up their shirts and we know they've got a stone tied to their stomach. Rasulullah's got the same. So nonetheless, the same rock that they're not about to crack, Rasulullah hits it once. A spark, a light comes out and then he sees the palaces of Rome. Allahu Akbar, the Sahaba, overwhelmed with joy. A second time, a third time, cracks that building to pieces. Rasulullah s.a.w. strength, greater than the strength, of course, of not just all the Sahaba r.a.w. but all the Anbiya r.a.w. and everybody else that came into this world. And I gave you an example earlier of Khalid ibn Walid r.a.w. with Abu Abu Abidu, Talah ibn Abidullah, Abu Abidu ibn al-Jarrah minu hadil umma. Yeah, the Sahaba r.a.w. were, again, if you're not passionate about them, I can't just sit here, he just asked me a question on, like, randomly on the spur of the moment, I'm trying to, like, think of whatever comes to my head and tell you, I mean, wallahi al I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm not trying to... Like, I'm passionate about these people. I'm going to share one thing with you. It's personal. I'm really passionate about these people. When I talk about them, I'm like, imagine standing next to these people. I'll give you another example. They're not just like physically strong. Their hearts are like... I don't know if they walked on two feet and had 32 teeth. And like these people, I don't know which galaxy, were species or what beings they were. Imagine... Two of them get together, Sa'ad bin Abi Waqas and Abdullah ibn anhu. Authentic. The two of them get together like, hey, one tells the other, let's go make dua. Tomorrow's the battle of Uhud. Tomorrow, like, it's about to go down. So let's make dua for each other right now before tomorrow when the battle starts. The other one's like, sure, let's go. So one of them starts talking, oh Allah, let me face the toughest enemy tomorrow. If it was me, well, let me get in there. Let me get right back out. Let me not have to touch anyone. Let me not be touched by anyone. But let me get the greatest share of booty. That's what it's called, for the record. Captured enemy assets or spoils of war. Now it's called booty. And don't try to, you know what? Anyhow, it it actually, excuse me. So one of them says, let me face the toughest enemy tomorrow. And let me take him on with all my strength and all my main, let let him tack. Me with the same. Yeah. But ultimately, let me get the upper hand over him. And whatever is his, that all becomes yours. Coupled with whatever shares lot to do at the end. His armor and his metal and his chain links and swords, shields, it's all yours. Because oh Allah, let me get the upper hand and all that becomes mine. So Abdullah bin Jahsh said, I mean, that was the dua of Sa'ad bin Abi Waqas. Abdullah bin Jahsh, next, your turn. He says, oh Allah, let me fight the toughest enemy tomorrow too. And let us go at it, like this duel, this combat, it's just going to be. And then ultimately, let him get the upper hand and let him chop. Excuse me, this is kind of gruesome. Let him chop off my nose and rip out my ears and cut off my lips. and, And let on the day of judgment, when you ask me, oh, Abdullah, why'd you do this? I can tell you, oh, well, I did this for you, for your dean. That's what you signed up for. Yeah, I'm willing to sign up for that. Yeah, they were a different being, man. So um, sorry, uh, Talking about their strength. They were they were a whole different level of strength. Ali who he comes to I can't remember which expedition. Khaibar when he goes to conquer. I love that. When you're in sync, the synergy is just... And even mention the story. He already knew what expedition this is. Yeah. So anyways, he comes and he starts to chant. You know, Ali R.a. was a great poet, in case you didn't know it. When Ali R.a. does that, we understand. I mean, Ali Allah, The dude that's about to, his op, the dude that's his opponent, he starts chanting his own nonsense. And then it's like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? And indeed, this man, Ma'bat, whatever his name was, he was a monster. There was no one. Is Google trying to help us? There was nobody that could take this dude on. But Ali was called and when he was summoned, when he was requested to come, they said, he's a kid. Keep him out of this. We don't want to deal with these kids. Call a real somebody that's God, like a warrior, someone that's gallant, someone that's... No, no, no. He offered a second or third time. Okay, go ahead. When Ali, who was underestimated until now, when he came, struck him one slice, the man in half, the end. So how would a of we don't tell these stories all the time I mean, he asked that question, I think he's been watching like, the <laughs> or something. Yeah, I don't know. But sorry, I'm going. They were strong. Long story short, they were really strong. they <laughs> doing like this many people in a masjid this big, like in a community like Masha Allah Tabarakallah. This is awesome, man. Wallahi, this is great. Just keep it up. Inshallah, see you in the near future. استغفر الله سبحانه وله الحمد كما شد الله لا اله الا انت استغفرك ونتوب اليك اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اليك يرجع الامر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناءنا عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك اللهم صل وسلم مبارك على سيدنا محمد النبي الهاشمي اللهم اهدنا واهد بنا واهد الواحد الناس جميعا وتعلنا سببا لمن ابتدى اللهم اهد ديننا كله في العالم كله لا اله الا انت وتعلنا سببا لذلك
1: سبحان العزة بالعزه عما يسخون وصدقنا المورسبين والحمد لله رب العالمين